What's up, what's up, what's up, what's This is Mark Hannon's Balls. Are you part of the movement, yes or no? Well, what about Butler? And you're listening to the only podcast with the balls to bring you uncensored, unfiltered, inside media content. Bumbleita, 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 one. Welcome to the real MNC. We listen so you don't have to. And the old-time baseball dude. The six people who don't know it, I'm gay. Voices that you heard are uh, supposedly the ones that are uh, haunting Kirk Minahan. Uh, the voices in his head, one Gary Tangway and uh, and Trenny in the North End. Um, <laughs> could be the voices that he's hearing. Who knows? Uh, that has been a subject of speculation on Twitter. Um, what's up, guys? Uh, John in Pennsylvania here. Uh, my apologize for not getting you a podcast sooner. I did record one Um God, uh, Thursday night. Um, but once the, uh, first of all, it fucking sucked. Um, so I figured if I'm going to release something, uh, I want to do it right. Um, and second off, once, once they re-uploaded the Enough About Me podcast, I figured, okay, I, I kind of need to change some of the, the direction that I was going in on that first podcast. So um, I apologize, uh, but I, if I was going to send something out, I, I didn't want it to be a half-assed job. So that said, we have a lot to get into. I'm not going to spend any time uh, bullshitting here uh, about Mark James or uh, Mutt and Callahan or any of that stuff. You know, they don't need any uh, any 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 help on my end. Once you saw the December numbers, um, that said, I don't think it's Callahan's fault at all. I don't think it's Mutt's fault either. I just think that they're just in, in a fucked up situation uh, based on fucked up management decisions. Uh, and ultimately, I think that if there's one person to blame, it's Zarbano. Uh, I mean, geez, the guy was corresponding behind the scenes, emailing, you know, uh, forwarding emails from sponsors uh, to, uh, to Turtle Boy. I mean, come on, if that's not a fireable offense, I don't know what is, but that didn't pick up any traction. Anyway, whatever, that's a story for another day. So a lot happened uh, yesterday. Kirk released his newest episode, episode 88 of Enough About Me. Uh, it was a response to the uh, the the horrible uh, Buck column in the Athletic, and I, I love I love that Kirk didn't um, didn't at the Athletic uh, when he tweeted it on Twitter. He did he didn't he didn't link to to their Twitter handle. I loved I loved that little subtle uh, pot shot at the Athletic. Um, and as we know, the episode was live for about 45 minutes and then was mysteriously pulled, right? Surprise, surprise. It's like PTSD. Where have we seen this before? Um, we thought we we're going to get a freer Minahan, an uncensored Minahan, 97% real, uncensored, raw, uh, and uh, or, or more freedom. And lo and behold, we have the same old tricks from management. So, thankfully, um, thank our president, Sporty R. McKenzie, for capturing that podcast and then releasing it to the world. Um, and then after that, as we know, it was, it was back up. And a lot of people were speculating, did they chop it up? What did they remove? What happened? So, it, it was edited. Um, one word was removed. A name. The name was Gabe that was removed. 
Now, Gabe, as some of you may know, is the son of the activist in question. The activist, as Kirk named him yesterday, is Bob Merchinson. Up to this point, I haven't named him. I didn't feel like it was worth it to waste my breath on somebody like that. Uh, also, he's litigious as fuck, so I figured uh, the less I can name him, the better. But up until this point, he's been named in the buck piece, he's been named in the podcast, um, so I think that it's okay if we go ahead and uh, and name uh, this guy that has been responsible for, for killing not only um, the Kirk and Callahan show, well, I should say he's partially responsible for killing the Kirk and Callahan show, but he's also fully responsible for killing a separate show. And that show is All Politics is Local with John Featherston and John Kerwin. Uh, Merchinson uh, launched a campaign to not only take down uh, Kirk and Callahan, he also successfully took down All Politics is Local through an ongoing effort of intimidation. And they're a much smaller radio station. They resisted him at first. Um, but ultimately, uh, ultimately, the producers uh, and the program director uh, had no choice but to succumb to uh, to Merchinson's demands and remove the show. So we'll get into the backstory on that. Obviously, some things to get to with with Kirk's pod. Um, the admission of hearing voices. Um, this is, I mean, I I had a chill go up my spine when I heard that. Um, mainly because psychosis. Is, I mean, that's not a fucking joke, right? That's nothing that you want to fuck with. So I'm, I'm happy that Kirk is getting the help that he needs. Um, I know that uh, that's a that's a terrifying situation when you can't feel like you can't trust your senses, um, you know, but it's it, it, I did like some of the jokes. I like that we can bring some levity to it with the 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 trendy as the voice he's hearing or or beautiful mind references. I like that. And I think that, you know, I think that Kirk likes that, too. I think that if there's one thing we know about him, he, he he's able to have a good sense of humor uh, and appreciates some some self-deprecating uh, humor doesn't as, as much as he pretends. I don't think he takes himself all too seriously. And I think in moments like this, some levity is uh, is healthy. Uh, as you can see, Jerry Callahan was, you know, uh, was making fun of certain things about the jumping in front of trains and things like that. So but I also would want to say that I think that it's important for everybody to to be conscious of that. And ultimately, if it gets to a situation where Kirk needs to get help and he's not able to launch the radio show in February, um, you know, speaking for myself as a listener, I would have no problem with that because ultimately family matters more. His life matters more than anything that us fucking stupid listeners want to hear. Right. So um, just wanted to get that out of the way. So so let's get into uh, the Murchison piece. Uh, here we go. Okay. Um, so as you know, um, Bob Murchison played a role in getting the Kirk uh, and Callahan show uh, removed uh, from WEI, getting Kirk Minahan removed. Um, he, 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 along with Sam Kennedy, the Red Sox, the Boston Globe, um, and Shirley Luong, uh, all had a role in, in getting him removed, um, and they, they were part of that the, the, the collective group of, for, uh, of forces that were essentially aligned and at work to make sure that Kirk would never return uh, to, to the radio at WEEI. Um, but some of you all might not know that Kirk and Callahan is not the only show that Murchison um, was able to affect negatively. Uh, he actually um, removed a show that, that some of you may have listened to, All Politics is Local. Um, 
So I was a guest on All Politics is Local. I think I did four spots with them. This was during the height of the Kirk Minahan hiatus. I had also released uh, two pieces on John Featherston's website, um, revealing some behind-the-scenes information about what was going on with Kirk at the time. Um, and we were really, you know, they were really the only guys, other than maybe Blind Mike, um, the, the late Blind Mike, uh, as, as he's now since been also removed from WEEI, uh, they were the only real media outlets that were covering the Kirk situation until it was safe to talk about it and decisions were made, right? I love how everybody knows that this shit is going on, but nobody has the guts to fucking bring it up or do something about it until all the decisions are made. I mean, fucking powerless and pathetic that Reamer will write a piece on it once all the chips are once all the chips are down, right? Once once the decisions have been made, he's cool writing a piece about uh, you know, the, the media awards for the fucking 2018, right? And, and, and of course, that cowardly fuck uh, Buckley uh, will, will, is, is okay writing this piece now, right? But, if, but you know, but ask him to, to do some fucking investigative journalism and break a story while it's fucking happening, and he won't do it, right? No one did it. The Globe didn't do it. The fucking Herald still hasn't touched this story. And you know why? It's because you have bad actors like this Merchantson guy that are behind this, and it scares the fuck out of people, and it forces people into anonymity, people like myself. So um, sometime in November, I want to say, uh, I it came to my attention um, that Merchantson threatened legal action uh, against, uh, against all politics as local uh, if Featherston remained on the air. Um, now, he, he, let's let me give you some some backstory. Now, now, if you listen to those spots and they're all still up and available on SoundCloud, n- neither myself nor John Featherston ever once said the name Bob Murchison. In fact, the only person that spoke that name uh, was John Kerwin, right? And 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 he was the only person that ever once spoke the name Bob Murchison, right? However, Murchison has a he stick up his ass, has a serious heart on for John Featherson. He, he, he hates the guy. And we'll get into some of the reasons behind that. So Murchison threatened legal action uh, against the station if, if uh, Featherston was still on the air. Um, he, he claimed, and, and this is the go-to with people like this, he claimed, surprise, surprise, that he got death threats as a result of the shows, as a result of my appearance on there as a result of, of the discussions about what he was doing to get Kirk Minahan off the air, he claimed that he received death threats over the weekend. Um, and, and ultimately, a meeting was called between Featherston and management. You know, I, in my view, he did nothing wrong, right? But um, Murchison claimed that Featherston, quote, allowed, he allowed the conversation to happen, Right. Which, which, in my mind, is ridiculous. This is a guy that is totally cool harassing advertisers and harassing sponsors, sending out things that are blatantly untrue, intimating that Minahan is somehow a pedophile. Like, my God, this guy is so disingenuous and so just, just twists words, takes them out of context, all because he just has an agenda and he just can't, can't allow the fact that somebody else might have a differing opinion than he does about an issue, 
right? Um, some this is something that Buck obviously doesn't have the guts to talk about, as Kirk uh, rightfully pointed out. Buck, it 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 obviously pains Buck to such an extent to even to even entertain the thought that somebody within the LGBTQ community. Um, the LGBB uh, could could be a bad person, right? Could just be a a vindictive bad person that likes to take people down. It just pains him to do that. And Kirk obviously had to fight really hard to even get that podcast re-uploaded because he obviously named him. And names are important. Why do you think that they scrub the name Gabe? Why do you think that they want the podcast removed even today? Well, because he this is the first time publicly Menahan has named the activist. Right. So anyway, let's, let's continue. Um, so the guy claims that he has death threats, and, and this is what he does. He, he uses his money and his resources to scare people, right? Here's what, can, you also, can you go after Francesa, Bob, if you're listening, and I'm sure you are? Can you just go after Mike Francesa? He says some, some, he's an old white dude that I'm sure you don't like, and why don't you get him off the air? Get somebody who sucks taken off the air. Like, why, why do you got to do this? Like, why, why bother yourself with this? Just fucking, just, ugh, so stupid. Anyway, <clears throat> So ultimately, at the end of November, the show was taken off the air uh, as a result of the death threats that Murchison uh, claimed that he received from uh, from the show All Politics is Local. The station was worried about getting sued and removed it. But it does not stop there, folks. This is what guys like him do. They make things up. They threaten to sue. He does this multiple times a day. He wears people down, um, and unfortunately, it worked. <clears throat> the station, WCRN, the, that aired All Politics is Local, just wanted all of this to stop. They wanted all of it to go away. This is something that was said at WEEI at the time when they were being harassed, and they continue to be harassed, by the way. Don't let anybody fool you. Don't let Buckley fool, uh, Buckley's column fool you. Don't let, uh, let Sue O'Connell fool you. He's not just a concerned parent. He's he's not just you know some 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 golly geo shucks kind of guy that just is trying to do the right thing by his kid. That's not who this person is, and we're gonna get more into the history. This guy has a history of making people's lives hell. He is somebody that has said to people in the town of Ashland that he's going to 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 ruin them because he didn't get sewer permits. Anyway, so back to all politics is local. He he called their station manager and spoke on the phone with him for two hours going over uh, the the situation with Featherston about how he was uh, he was harassed and 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 get, was uh, and received alleged death threats as a result of this weekend show that was trying to get Kirk Minahan back on the air and was talking about the truth about what this guy was doing to pressure the station at WEI. So he spoke for two hours with the station manager and then he did not stop there. He also filed public records requests for the correspondence. I can link to it in my Twitter. It's available for public records. If you Google, um, you know, Bob Merchinson, uh, Ashland public records requests, uh, you'll 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 see them. Or if you if you Google, he 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 filed public records requests for all his personal Twitter DMs, for all his personal emails and texts, anything that mentioned Turtle Boy, anything that mentioned uh, Kirk Minahan. Anything that mentioned uh, the name uh, Merchinson, he filed public records requests for, for the correspondence with with Featherston. Um, 
beyond that, and this is what really just upsets me, the guy also called John Kerwin's employer. Right? Think think about that. This is a guy that has a family that has that has kids and is trying to provide for 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 his family at at, at his place of employment. And he he has the audacity to call uh, John Kerwin's employer and say that Kerwin Kerwin was was threatening him, what was 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 basically harassing him, and and in to the point that it had to you know it, that that he had to have a meeting with HR. I mean, I'm just putting this information out there. You guys can judge for yourself. Judge for yourself if you think that that's somebody that just is a concerned parent trying to do the right thing that he's going to go call out somebody's employer and try and harass somebody and try and get somebody to lose their job. This isn't just a part-time radio gig. Kerwin, uh, you know, he's not a full-time radio guy. He's got, he's got a full-time job. And, 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 and Murchison uh, felt the need to go and, and stick his nose into that. Um, and then he also called the Ashland Town Hall. So think about this. this is, what kind of person has this amount of time to not only spend his days, and you can and you can go up and look and read all the emails that he sent. Turtle Boy has published them. What kind of person has this amount of time to send email after email after email, sound clips, to spend not only time being a P1 listener to the former Kirk and Callahan show, and then snipping audio and taking it out of context and sending it out to advertisers. Beyond that, he's also scouring, scouring Twitter, looking at the parody accounts' tweets to try and send those to national advertisers. So guys like me. Guys like like uh, Pray for Dale, our our text line buddy. Guys like uh, S. V. Callahan. He's taking those tweets out of context and trying to frame them that they are from Minahan or Callahan or that they're from the show. Uh, S. V. Callahan speculated that it was uh, a tweet that he had sent to Brandy Love, and and subsequently, uh, and she replied, and subsequently, her appearance was canceled the next day, and they, they, we never got the full story about what happened with that. And, and what did John Kerwin and, 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 and John Featherston, what could they have done that would warrant all of this action and all this time and effort on the part of Murchison? What, what did they do? Well, as it turns out, Bobby doesn't like a taste of his own medicine, right? Like, he's like any other bully, right? You punch him in the face, figuratively, not literally, because he likes to sue people, and, 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 and he, he can't take it. So you know what you know what his his issue was, Murchison. His issue was that Kerwin at some point had stated uh, that that you know if people are dissatisfied with with the way that Murchison had handled this, they should call his uh, his his customers and point out the, the the fact that they don't like that that Murchison, the guy who is the head of I think it's the Phoenix Group, or the Phoenix Partners. Um, that they, they, they didn't approve of the way that he was uh, harassing uh, station sponsors and advertisers. So apparently, uh, Bob did not like that at all. Uh, he also did not like a tweet where Kerwin had pointed out and called somebody a snowflake and limp-wristed and hollow-boned. I'm not sure it had that tweet. I, I remember it had nothing to do with the activists, had, had nothing to do with, with the Kirk situation, nothing at all. So he's literally just taking random tweets out of context that have nothing to do with the situation and using that to try and get the guy fired. That, to me, is bizarre. But you got to remember, the guy is connected. He went to Yale. He's a portfolio manager. He was a portfolio manager at Fidelity. 
You know, he's not a dummy. He's just an asshole. I think just what bothers me is that really by attacking Kerwin, he's also attacking his daughter, his daughter that needs to go to college, his daughter that he needs to provide for. So this guy is is really attacking a kid. But for, the thing about the, the hypocrisy of it is that he's upset about comments that could be offensive to his child. And in retaliation, he's going out and 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 perpetrating actions that can negatively impact someone else's child. Right. This is this is the just the most hypocritical backwards uh, action that you can think of. I mean, he's attacking her path to college. If her dad loses his job, then how how he can't provide. Uh, he can't he, he won't be able to adequately provide for his kid. It's just funny, too, because these he's so connected. You know, uh, Dan Kennedy, the great esteemed Dan Kennedy, the the the. The, the, the ombudsman for, for, for the ages, right? This paragon of, of equity and virtue. It, it said that we all know Murchison. The idea that he is some sort of malign force is offensive. Give me a break. Come on, dude. Does any of this sound like, like he's not a malign force? Because if this isn't a malign force, then I don't know what is. And, and, and what's sad is that things like that can work, right? Thankfully, I don't believe that Kerwin lost his job, but I'm sure that he got some sort of written warning Right. And that that to me is is what is what is beyond reprehensible. Right. That that is despicable action that you can do something like that. Unfortunately, though, we live in a world of fear. Minahan says it all the time. We're governed by fear. WEI is governed by fear. Obviously, Entercom is still governed by fear. WCRN was governed by fear. And in a way, I'm even governed by fear as an anonymous parody account. But we're not going to let people like that win because there's more to the story. In fact, there's a lot more. On the topic of Enough About Me episodes, remember, guys, I, I talked a couple podcasts ago and, and I talked about this when I appeared with uh, with Featherston on, uh, on All Politics is Local about how there was other episodes of Enough About Me that, that, never, that never aired. Well, I think it's time that we talked about what's on those episodes. All right. What's on those episodes is an interview with John Featherston and also an interview with the lawyer, an attorney representing a town official, Mark Orm. And what is discussed is how this bad actor, Bob Murchison, had essentially hired somebody, hired what, what for all intents and purposes appears to be an actor to go in and get elected to, uh, to the town of Ashland. And essentially do his bidding and work policy and manipulate policy towards his own interests. So again, we have this this character of Judy Margulies. She essentially came from nowhere. Um, She, out of nowhere, claims to have been a pharmacist and essentially shows up out of the blue in uh, in the town of Ashland. Uh, She gets a condo um, and apparently her rent was paid in full. Um, a year's rent paid in full as soon as she as soon as she arrived and laid low for a while. And shortly after that, uh, ran a campaign and got elected to uh, to to office in the in the town of Ashland um, and essentially proceeded to make this guy Mark Oram's life hell. OK, so where's the connection? Why would she have it out for Mark Oram? How do we know that she's connected to Bob Merchinson? How does any of this make sense? Right. Because when the first time I heard this, I was like, what the fuck? This doesn't make any sense. Sounds super sketchy. 
So there's some sort of Manchurian candidate going on. That just seems a little weird that that somebody would be petty enough that they would hire an actor to essentially go and uh, and work their bidding in 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 township matters and in in in, in small town uh, matters, right at the, at the at the government level, a local government. But then, when you do some digging, you you start to see that there's some stuff that's a little bit fishy. Again, she came in out of nowhere, claims to have been a pharmacist, um, but nobody knows where she came from. She claims that she was from Ohio, um, but when folks from Ohio have asked her about where she, you know, about that, they have, she shut down the conversation. And she has it out for Mark Warren. In fact, if you, if you look up Mark Warren, you'll see that there's some articles published about him. And essentially, they were saying the, the accusation levied against him by folks like Margulies was that he was stealing time from the town. So... Uh, I, I don't know exactly what what was said. Apparently, you know, he he was doing work in two different towns, and the accusation was that he was he he was stealing. Uh, he was double billing. I think that's what it was. Some, something to that extent. You can look it up yourself if you look up Mark Orham. Um, it, you'll be you'll, you'll be able to see some local articles about him. His lawyer, by the way, appeared on Enough About Me. Uh, again, both of those episodes, I believe it was going to be a part one, part two sort of deal. They were both completely scrubbed. Um, and I'm just trying to be honest here. I mean, this is the stuff that needs to be out in the open if we're going to have open conversations and we're going to actually talk about things that are real as opposed to just being governed by fear. So, so Judy Margulies uh, has it out for Mark Orham. Where's the connection to Merchantson? Well, Mark Orham uh, is an inspector and uh, had declined Merchantson sewer permits on one of his developments. As you know, he's a rich guy, he has a lot of developments, and he was, he was working on a development, needed sewer permits, Mark Orham came in, and apparently declined. I mean, this is a part of doing business. Anybody who's been a home builder before, you know, my dad builds houses. Anybody who's been a builder before knows that, you know, this is, this is just bumps in the road. Those things are going to happen. You've got town inspectors that are going to have to come in and things are going to have to be up to code. Otherwise, you have to go and get them worked out. No big deal, right? Apparently, Murchison did not like that. He has told uh, or allegedly had told Orem that he, that he was going to get him, that he would ruin him, right? Lo and behold, Margulies comes to town and makes it her goal to ruin Orem. She harassed him to the point, allegedly harassed him so much um, that that if you look it up, there's articles about it that they called the cops on her over her treatment of Orm. So this is somebody that comes in out of the blue. Nobody's ever heard of her, has her rent paid in full for a full year at her condo and runs for office and makes it her life's mission to ruin Mark Orm, the same guy who was a pain in the ass for Bob Murchison. You, you can actually read all about this in uh, the Metro West Daily News. There was an article that was published by Bill Shainer. Uh, uh, my apologies if the uh, name is, if I'm butchering the name. And the article is titled, Amid Dispute Over Ashland Health Agent, Margulies Ties Called Into Question. Okay, so that's a little interesting. Uh, we've just been talking about how Margulies uh, has been uh, accused of being a mouthpiece a, uh, for, for Murchison. Um, and, and the article states that while the Board of Health uh, was meeting on Wednesday, they were having a civil discussion. Um, 
that tensions flared up when a little discussed topic uh, came into question, and that was a man named Bob Murchison. Murchison is a Sherborne resident that, for the past several years, has privately investigated health agent Mark Oram's work and timekeeping practices. Remember I talked about uh, the accusation that he was double billing for time? Um, so he's been investigating that, the timekeeping practices, and some in Ashland feel that he may have ties to Board of Health member Judy Margulies. Isn't that funny that the issue, the dispute with Murchison was, uh, was, about, um, was about sewer permits and Margulies is a member of the Board of Health? Interesting. So his work led to a 2015 report, his work meaning Murchison's work, led to a 2015 report on overbilling commissioned by Sherborne officials that the Inspector General's office referenced in its investigation this spring. The Inspector General found that Orm may have double-billed for his time while working in the town of Ashland. He was later completely cleared of these accusations, just so everybody knows. But they, they found that he may have double-billed for his actions while working full-time in Ashland and part-time in Sherburne and Norfolk. But poor record-keeping, especially in Sherburne, made it impossible to prove. At the meeting, Chairman John Featherston, there he is again, asked if Margulies knew Murchison, hinting at a theory that some in town government have had that the two are working together against Orem. Margulies has been critical of Orem in the past. She called for a suspension after the IG report. And then Featherston just goes for it, which I appreciate about him. He says, do you know him? Asked Featherston, looking at Margulies. She answered the question. She answered with a question. Is this a gotcha moment? Margulies said. I mean, come on, John, change your tone. Margulies said she had no relationship with Bob Murchison and that this conspiracy, quote, this conspiracy theory is a bunch of crap in a phone conversation with the Daily News. Murchison said the two have spoken. So Murchison's admitting they're speaking. And as if you know Dan Kennedy, everybody apparently knows him. He's not a bad guy. Everybody knows him. He's not a malign force. So Murchison said the two have spoken via telephone several times. They have shared interest in Orm's timekeeping, he said, and Margulies reached out to him after he published his findings. Margulies confirmed that the, fir that the first she learned of him was when she saw his report. So a little bit weird, right? So they're, they're stating that there is a connection, um, but obviously she's denying that she's working directly with him. Um, another member, Steve Mitchell, um, filed a, a records request for any of Margulies' emails with Murchison related to Orem. Now, this they, they were not able to actually get. The request was sent to town, uh, the town clerk's office. It lists four email addresses for Margulies, one of them being in the town's domain. And at this point, I don't want to speculate, but there appears to be some sort of relationship that exists. That was from Steve Mitchell, who is a member of the Board of Selectmen. So we have a separate person, separate from Featherston, separate from Kerwin, stating that there's some sort of relationship that exists between Murchison and uh, this character of, of Judy Margulies. <clears throat> Since the report came out on May 17th, Orm has contended that the, it's the product of political gamesmanship. At the meeting Thursday, he referenced a letter his private attorney drafted on June 2nd. In the letter, his attorney, Richard Daly, said, uh, clearly, Mr. Murchison has undertaken a concerted effort to damage you professionally and financially. Read that, Orm said in the meeting Wednesday, and you'll see the two years of total dismay I've been put under by that person. Two years of total dismay. Sound familiar, anybody? Sound familiar, WEI? Sound familiar, Intercom? 
Sound familiar? Kirk? Jerry? Yeah. But, but remember, he's not a malign force, right? That's offensive to people like Dan Kennedy. He's not a malign force. So we not only have Featherston and Kerwin, their show getting shut down. We not only have Featherston stating that he believes that Margulies is, is essentially an agent of, uh, of, of Bob Murchison. We also have this third individual, Steve Mitchell, that is asserting the same thing, and he is investigating uh, to no avail. Right Now, Margulies has contended that, that there's nothing to this, um, but th- that's, not, that's not entirely true. I mean, Margulies hates, it doesn't seem to like Featherston either. You know, and, and it appears that she doesn't like Featherston because he is a, uh, an advocate for Mark Oram. She actually uh, published an op-ed in the Medford Daily News. And, and the article states that uh, she essentially is saying that the article's title is uh, Voter Apathy Encourages Bully Featherston. See, she essentially got a hit piece published. Uh, going after Featherston uh, because not enough people are turning out to vote and Featherston got elected by a bunch of write-ins, apparently, is, is her accusation. So, uh, again, does it sound familiar? We've got hit pieces getting published, connections back to the activist. He's con- I mean, this is a guy that is connected enough that he can get on the phone with, or he can, he can influence Wendy's to pull out uh, their advertising for the Kirk and Callahan show after, like, running, running one spot. Um I think that he could probably pull something like this off. I know on the surface it sounds a little bit hard to, to fathom that somebody could do something like this, but ultimately I, 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 I wouldn't put it past this guy. And again, I, my goal here is just to lay out all the facts, right? And these are the facts as I know it. And tonight I was just alerted to something from one of my sources, uh, something that's pretty interesting. Now I'm not going to get into directly who told me this, um, but um, someone at a very high level, um, who at, at, a, at a VP level at a, at a, at a prominent company, ha, has has stated that that Murchison is going after more than WEI. In fact, he's going after business partners, any WEI business partner, anyone who sell their airtime uh, on a on network basis on a network basis. Um, so there are companies who outsource things like traffic, news, weather, wire service, and uh, and in return sell 10-second ads. Mostly these are mostly done at the national level. So essentially, Merchantson is calling their advertisers too, right? So you know you get that little like news flash, like and now break for the weather, and you get that that guy who used to do like weather updates and WEI. Well, they can sell those spots, and he's now going after th- those folks. The people who purchase that airtime. It's just interesting. I'm blown away that he could go, that he hasn't stopped. And anybody who thinks that he hasn't stopped, anyone who thinks that the buck stops with Kirk, it doesn't. And this is the problem. People like this, there is no point in appeasing them because it is never enough, right? You think that, that Kirk is a sacrificial lamb, Joey Zarbano, Mark Hannon, David Field? You think that, that, that Kirk being removed is going to placate somebody like this? You are dead wrong. He's going to continue. He is continuing, right? Now he's going after, you know, traffic and, and, and weather updates. It's just crazy to me. So that's the truth. That's what's going on behind the scenes. And that's also why Kirk's podcast was pulled. 
and that's why management is still not happy about it. And listen, you know, I don't know what Tim Murphy's plans are for Kirk at radio.com, but if this is the sort of bullshit that he's going to have to deal with, right? Well, then it's out of the frying pan and into the fire because that's not cool. This is, this is not, uh, this is not, uh, what, what he signed up for. At least that's not what I believe he signed up for. So that's what I've got. Again, if you like this podcast, um, you know, let me know. Let me know if you'd like to hear more of them. Uh, I'd like to do more in the future. I'd like to, uh, we're talking about doing a roundtable podcast with some of the other parody accounts. Uh, getting maybe getting Blind Mike involved. I'd love to do more stuff, possibly with the Blindside Podcast Network, uh, which is a great podcast network. Blind Mike is starting up since he's been removed um, from Weei because they're quote uh, scaling back uh, on their podcasts. Um, so would love to get involved uh, more with that. Um, again, let me know if you guys like this. Uh, I will do more in the future. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks so much, guys. Good weekend.